Well, praise be to God. It is so good to be with you. And I do want to let you know that there is truly a perk in this day and time of being the speaker or being on the worship team, and that is that you get to come up here and take your mask off. Ah, that feeling you're feeling is called envy, and you need to repent of it because it's a sin. (laughs) You guys are amazing, and I love you. I want to say, isn't it such a blessing to worship with Josh Gillette today? Oh, my goodness, I've so missed seeing my beautiful brother, and it's so good to be together. And I, I just want to tell you, those of you that are joining us online, I miss you. And um, I know that uh, there are many, I ran into Andy Bailey, Andy and Robin Bailey are not able to attend with us in person. They have a child who has compromised health issues. And so this is just, you know, the, the risk to, uh, the risk to um, uh, benefit ratio just isn't good right now for COVID, but we love you, Baileys. And I ran into Andy the other day on the street. We were taking a walk, and it was just so good to see my brother and just to be together, you know. And it, it just, again, reminds me of the glory and the beauty of what's released when we get to be together. I just think about, you know, when you gather in my name, there I am in your midst. If you agree in my name, there I am to answer that. And I think, I've, I think it's probably like the juxtaposition of us being... Um, you know, having some obstacles, it's actually stirred my heart up all the more to appreciate who you are and what you bring. And then also, conversely, how sad and terrible it is, honestly, when I have to be separate from others, you know, and praise be to God that we can join each other via live stream, which is a gift and a blessing, but won't it be beautiful after God has worked this to the fullness of good in this season and it's over, won't it be beautiful to be able to see each other and to gather and to hug. Come on, bring back those awkward hugs. They're never awkward for me, but for y'all, bring them back. Karen can't wait. We're gonna just get a hug line and you guys can just hug Karen, just nestle into her neck. She loves that. She loves that. But one of us loves that. All right, let's get into the scriptures here. Um, the, the Lord, um, I wanna start with a word that the Lord just gave to me. He challenged me personally. And, and as I've been processing this, um, I, I, he, he was like, Josh, this is for you. First of all, you need this. Uh, but then he began to show me, this is a word now, after I processed for a while, that he said, this is also a word for the tribe. So I'm going to bring it to you. So I, I woke up um, a couple nights, uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm sorry, at one in the morning. And it was just one of those times um, where I was just awake. You know, when you just wake up and you're just like, ding, and you're going, oh, no. You look at the clock. Oh, no. I am way too awake for, for what time it is right now. Like, this isn't going to go down easy. And so I was awake from one in the morning until about four something, 4.15, 4.30. And, and as I was, uh, first I just tried to stay in bed. And so I was just, you know, that psalm, right? David says, I, on my bed at night, Lord, I contemplate who you are. I pray to you and I, I think of your goodness. And all right, we'll start there. So I'm just laying in bed. Lord, you're good. You're faithful. Um, but man, the, the pinwheel, the, the, the pinwheel, the the hamster wheel was already going, and it was speeding up. So I was like, okay, we're taking this to the living room. So I went out to the living room. I was, I was in the living room. I just had scenario after scenario after scenario coming at me. And, and as you guys know, our brains are created to extrapolate. So my brain is extrapolating like, oh, man, if this, then what about this? And if this, then what about this? And if this, then what about this? And if this, then what about this? And, and I'm just speeding up, you know. And, and so, so in the midst of it, the Lord... The Lord, he said, Joshua, Joshua, yes, Lord, you must move 
from a fearful expectation of bad to a hopeful expectation of good. That's a good word, Lord. I knew it wasn't from me because it's way smarter than I generally am. And so then I started going, okay, so then, so then we replayed the reel of all those different thoughts that were coming, and rather than thinking to myself, oh my gosh, if this, then this, and if these, then that, ah! then I began to say, Lord, if this, then what are you doing? Because if, oh, and if you're doing this, ooh, then that, and if that, then that, and if that, then that, which is much better than that other thing. Are you guys with me? All right, let's pray. We're done. You see, what the Lord was beginning to invite me into was taking those thoughts, taking the very real facts, the very real scenarios of those that I love, those that I'm walking with, those that I don't know but I do love and have affection for and praying for, situations around us, etc. And rather than, than having a fearful expectation of bad, moving into a hopeful expectation of good. Now, is that legal? I want to talk to you about that today because that actually is very legal. It's very scriptural, and I want, to, I want us to practice that today. So let me give you up front. I want us to learn two things today. This is my prayer for us. I want us to learn how to do two things today. I want us to think through this lens. I want us to adopt these and, and tattoo them on our brains so that when thoughts come in, this is part of our new protocol, our software, okay? So many metaphors. Protocol tattooed software. That's what I want for us. So the first part of that is asking the question right now, in this moment, whatever it is that I'm looking at, whatever I'm about to think about, whatever I'm thinking about, whatever I'm extrapolating, let me ask myself the question, am I motivated by fear or love? Would you just say that out loud? Am I motivated by fear or love? Let's say it one more time. Am I motivated by fear or love? Okay, great job, everybody. Nice engagement. Second one. This is a declaration. This is a proactive declaration. In that, in that moment, I ask myself, am I motivated by fear or love? And, and then the second thing is... I will think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. You can shorten it to heaven if you want. I will think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. I will. There's an action there. I will to do that. I will do that. I might not have started that way, but I will now. Amen? I will think and speak. Will you say that? I will think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. By the power vested in me by God, I now pronounce, oh no, wait, hang on. I will think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. These are the two things I want us to walk away with today, asking myself, in any situation, am I motivated by fear or love? And secondly, following up, because I will think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. Now, the first thing that we have to grab a hold of, and this is something that is, you guys, there's a pandemic before COVID, and I'll tell you what it is, and the pandemic is specific to the believers but it certainly matters in the unbelieving world. This would be true of them too. But, but the pandemic starts with the believers. And here's what it is. is it's, a, it's an absolute pandemic, a famine of the scriptures being the basis for which we think and reason and act. 
There is a pandemic of spiritual anemia in the church, in the bride of Christ, that they do not know the scriptures, and so therefore they don't know what to do or how to get there. And that, that's not an accusation. That's an invitation. But that's the first part is that you and I, in order for us to be able to think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven, we have to actually know what the perspective of the kingdom of heaven is. Is that fair? Are you guys with me? Is that fair? We have to actually know what it is. How can I think and speak from a perspective if I don't even know what it is? And the only way for us to know what it is is to actually cause ourselves to do what's commanded for us to do in Joshua, where it says, Put this word before you in the morning and in the evening. Memorize it. Write it on your heart. Write it on your doorpost. Put it everywhere. Teach your children about it. Meditate on it. Speak about it. Think about it. Pray it. Sing it. In the New Testament, it says, encourage each other all the more. Exhort, rebuke, reprove. All the more as the day approaches, all scripture is good for those things. And stir each other up. Through these things, it says, wash your mind with the water of the word. Have I, have I given you enough proof that you will be willing to accept that we need these scriptures and we need them every day? Raise your hand if you say, that's the truth. Amen. Just, you know what? I've been thinking a lot about this, right? Is that uh, right now, this is an aside, but I just want to tell you why I'm making you say it. No, I'm not saying making you, but I'm engaging you. Say this. Raise your hand. Think about this. Is because we as believers have become extraordinarily passive and so I'm just doing my best to go, boy, I'm sure glad you showed up, and I certainly don't want you to show up so you can just sit there and go, da, am I even needed? You are essential. You are essential. Without you, this cities, these cities have no hope. You are essential. You must come. You must hear the word of God. You must act upon the word of God. You must be changed by the word of God and become a signpost and a sign and a preservation for our cities. You are the hope and the light of the world. Come on. You're here and we're, the world is blessed because of it. You're gathered in your living rooms seeking the Lord and, and, and the world is blessed because of it. Amen? So we're, we're engaging. We're not here passively seeing if something tickles our fancy, get a little bit of that cheap dopamine. Some people I highly respect right now are fasting from cheap means of getting dopamine. What are those? Social media, watching movies, simple carbs. Did you know this? These, this is cheap ways. Did you know complex carbs, they get you what you need, but they take a while. Broccoli takes a little longer to satiate you than a couple of Sour Patch Kids, even if they're green. They're fasting from the cheap ways to get dopamine and seeking that they could be transformed, getting their dopamine, which is a gift from God, by the way, but in the healthy ways that causes their, their rhythms and their life to actually match what they've been called to do instead of being caught in addiction loops. Well, that's what we're doing right now. We're actually engaging in ways of thinking and understanding and perceiving in what God has called us to do, and we receive the blessing that he gives by doing what he's called us to do. Are you guys with me? And I have such respect for that. I was thinking about that in light of us, like right now, bur bursting through some of those barriers of like getting out of bed every week, like going through that sometimes, I mean, Dare I say, I think the enemy attacks us sometimes as families, right? It's like that pre-church fight. 
right? Driving to church like, come in the door, hi, praise God. Now some of that is just you prophesying like, I will get there. But the other part is, is that when we get there, what happens? We get that good dopamine. We get that good serotonin. We get the gift of what God called us to do. But you know what? It costs more, doesn't it, than a little clicky, clicky, watchy, watchy, got bored, watch something elsey. That's actually a medical term. Are you guys with me? So I'm just saying, good job getting that healthy dopamine today. Good job engaging with paying the price to do what he has called us to do so we can receive what it is that he wants to give us so that the world might know that Jesus is the Christ. Amen? Are you guys with me? All right, so we have to receive that, and the only way we're going to receive that is by knowing the Scriptures. The only way that we'll know the Scriptures is by reading the Scriptures, and that seems like such a good message. Let's do that right now. Come with me to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus says to us, he says to us, he came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, amen. All authority has been given to me, Jesus says. Therefore, you go and you preach the gospel and you teach those that will turn to me how to do everything I've commanded you to do. All authority has been given to me, amen? So we know what we're about. As we go, we let people know, did you know Jesus loves you? Did you know Jesus loves you? Did you know Jesus loves you? Would you like to learn about Jesus? No? Okay, well, if you ever do, let me know. In the meantime, man, you're awesome. I love you. Do you know Jesus loves you? Do you know Jesus loves you? Do you know Jesus loves you? Why are you in such a good mood? Because did you know Jesus loves you? Amen? And we just keep doing that. Because all authority has been given to God. Circumstances change. Doesn't change what we do. Are you with me? All right, so all authority has been given to God. What's the next thing here? uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. I talked about this last week. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but the point here is who is it? that has the opportunity to heal the land. Yeah, just take your finger, point at at yourself and one at your neighbor. My people who are called by my name, when they humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I heal their land. Are you with me? All authority has been given to me, Jesus says, therefore go make disciples. He says, you are my people. When you turn to me, I heal the land. It reminds me, it reminds me, as far as authority is concerned, as far as the ability for those that are aligning themselves with Christ to actually preserve cities, it reminds me of Sodom and Gomorrah. When Abraham haggled with God to save Sodom and Gomorrah, and God said, for this huge city, if you can find 10 people that love me, I will preserve the entire city for their sake. There are 330 million people in this nation. There's certainly more than 10. Let that sink in for a minute. We are the salt and the light of the world. When we're praying, when we're speaking, when we're believing, when we're declaring, when we're humbling ourselves and praying, our nation is preserved unto the purposes of God. 
Are you with me? All authority has been given to him so that we can make disciples of all nations until he comes. And lo, he's with us always. I would dare say that that's a pretty good perspective for me to think and speak from. Amen? Are you guys seeing what I'm doing here? What's the perspective? All authority is his. What's the perspective? Go make disciples. What's the perspective? If you pray for your nation, I'll heal your nation. Who has the authority? Jesus. Who's he's given it to? Us. To do what? Make disciples. How do I do it? By praying, by speaking, by acting. Are you with me? So this is, we're washing our mind with the water of the word. Are you, is it happening? Is it happening? Is anybody tingling? Anybody feeling anything? You might not yet. It's not the cheap dopamine. It doesn't just instantly hit like that. As we do it, we get the good stuff. Amen? Proverbs 18.21 says this, the power of life and death are in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The power of life and death is in your tongue. How did God create everything that we see? He thought it in his heart. I wish in my heart like a, what? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He spoke and he said, let there be light. And there was light and he saw it and it was good. And it goes on and we showed up on the scene. And the power of life and death is in our mouth because he has delegated the authority to us for to tear down the works of the devil, for to destroy every stronghold that lifts itself up against the knowledge of Jesus Christ, for to demolish the war, not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in high places. And how do we do that? By thinking and speaking from the perspective of heaven. Amen? Motivated not by fear, but by love. Am I motivated by fear or love? I gotta figure that out. Where am I at? Where am I at? Which thing is motivating me? I got to switch to find out that I'm being motivated by love because if it's fear, I'm pretty much, here's the thing to know if you're afraid. If you're angry, you're probably afraid because anger pops up to protect you. Anger is energy to protect you from something that you're afraid of. How many of you guys have gotten really upset with someone you really love because they ran out on the street, right? Right? Autumn, no! There's a car. You, what are you doing? I was afraid now, but it went to anger because anger is going to get me there in time to save her. Are you with me? Okay, so it's not wrong that you're angry. It says be angry, just don't sin. So if you're angry, stop and go, wait a minute, what am I angry about? Oh, I'm angry because an entire generation has been taught history in such a way that they think Marxism and socialism is a good idea and they don't understand what it's done. It's killed more people than any other philosophy in all of time. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of people have been murdered through the gateway drug of socialism, brought into communism, and executed in Romania and China and Russia and systematically murdered humans. And, and there's a whole group of people that go, well, it's just another way to skin a cat. Gosh, that sounds a lot like you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Does that make me angry? It does. Why? Because I'm afraid that the deception that's happening in this, in this time is not being understood by well-meaning, beautiful, zealous, new generation of people that actually have a desire for his kingdom to come and his will to be done, but they misunderstand that this strategy has been proven to fail over and over and over and every time. 
Now, do I then turn to those young people that are saying, you know, communism actually is a lot like the gospel and go, you're a lot like an idiot. No, that is horrible. The the wrath of man does not accomplish the righteous requirements of God. I've got to get past anger. I got to go, wait a minute, I'm angry, but I cannot sin. What is it that's, that's making me fearful? Oh, this person that I respect and love, and I want to see their zeal added with wisdom in the kingdom of heaven move forward and see it not sideswiped by vain philosophies and doctrines of demons. I want to see them engaged in, Lord, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to change the heart of this person that feels like, yeah, but the mainstream says this is where it's at. And so then I begin to say, okay, Lord. Okay, Lord, I realize I'm afraid. Lord, what does your love say? Your love says that the God of this age has blinded the eyes of those. So Lord Jesus, I pray in the name of God who has all authority that the blindness that's on this young person's mind right now, that for good reason, they're coming to a bad conclusion. Lord, you're greater than this vain philosophy. Lord, this is a spiritual battle as well as an intellectual one. Lord God, I lift up my friend. And I say, God, open the eyes of their understanding that they would see that the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way and the only hope for mankind. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to agree. Amen. You see that shift? See that shift? Was I rightfully afraid? Your, your skippy eye was rightfully afraid. Was it appropriate for me to be angry? Yes. Satan, you cannot have this generation. But if that's as far as I get, there's more to go. Lord, Lord, how do I think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven? And he begins to shift it. And instead of putting that anger at that poor young person who's honestly grappling with looking at the exact same problems I'm looking at and honestly willing to pay a price for it, maybe for a foolish strategy, but at least they're willing to pay a price. Amen? Are you guys, are you guys with me? I, I got to keep going. Did that point work? Okay. The next one is Romans 8, 26. I, wanna just, I just want to state it, and then I want to I wanna just practice this a little bit, I think. Okay. How are we doing? We got a couple minutes here. Okay. 26, um, starting in verse 26, Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, I want to just, I just want to put a note here, guys, that we don't always know what to pray. That's why this is vital that we allow the scriptures and the spirit of God to inform us what to pray. This is huge. There's nothing we can't accomplish with a little more humility and a little more love. And there's nothing we can't mess up with a little more pride and a little more anger. Are you with me? So, so just, let's just let that be part of our process. That's why we're saying, Lord, am I motivated by fear or love right now? I don't really know what to pray. God, I need to think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. Holy Spirit, I humble myself before you. And by the way, you guys, the Holy Spirit, the scripture said, is the teacher who reminds us of everything Jesus said. Where is the things that Jesus said that we're supposed to remember? Right here. 
right here. So you're going to find it in the scriptures. The Spirit of God begins to open them up that you could understand. In fact, it says the scriptures are spiritual and they can only be discerned by a spiritual person. And we only become a spiritual person when we're born again. We can't even see the kingdom of heaven and we need the Spirit of God to bring revelation so that we can comprehend the things of God. Are you with me? So again, it keeps coming back to spirit and word, word and spirit, spirit and word, word and spirit. What am I being motivated by? How do I think and speak from a perspective of heaven? So I come to the scriptures and I say, Lord, the scriptures are telling me actually that I have weaknesses and I don't always know what I should pray. So will you help me to to look at this right now? How should I pray? How should I imagine what it is that you're doing right now? Are you guys, are you able to receive that point? All right, so then he says, now he who searches the hearts, verse 27, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Come on, rich stuff. And we know, verse 28, let's just read verse 28 together. Uh, There it is. Let's say that together. And we know, I can't hear you. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That is, that's a mind, talk about brainwashing, right? This is the good kind. This is, we are washed with the water of the word. We need to be able to think and speak from the perspective of heaven. We have to get this into our mind that he is working in the midst of all things for our good. It, it changes our perspective from that of being motivated by fear into a perspective of being motivated by love that God has not changed his mind, that all authority has been given to him. Therefore, we go and make disciples of, na- of all nations, teaching them to do what he's commanded. That our weapons of warfare are mighty for the tearing down of strongholds and everything that lifts itself up against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in high places. Suddenly, our mind begins to shift and we begin to go, I'm moving from a negative, a, a, perspect, a fearful expectation of, of bad to a hopeful expectation of good because it's aligned with the mind of God where he has said, I will work everything to good. Go make disciples. Are you guys with me? So then I could go, okay, Lord, then what is the perspective of the kingdom of heaven right now? And suddenly, we do get creative. Like, this morning, I was doing that exercise. Lord, what is your perspective right now? Like, we're, we're um, specifically having to be distant from each other. Gosh, that makes me think, Lord, from your perspective, that makes me more aware right now of the distance that I have from our Iranian brothers and sisters right now who are living in constant persecution and forced to meet in secret because they live in a nation that directly persecutes them for believing in Christ. God, let's stand with them today. Let's take this space and say, God, work that to good that my heart would remember those who are suffering and suffer with them in fulfillment of the scripture rather than sitting back and saying, oh man, it's getting bad in America. I hope we don't lose them freedoms. I ain't using them for preaching the gospel or nothing, but I'd like to if I had the opportunity someday. I hope it's there. I don't know why we do this when we do that, but we do. Are you with me? I'm not trying to browbeat anyone. I'm just saying it's a mind shift. Lord, uh, and forgive me for being flippant. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not trying to pick fights. I'm saying that there's suddenly we go, Lord, what's your perspective from the kingdom of heaven right now? How do I view this right now to leverage it for the most good of what you're doing, even in the midst of a storm? 
And in fact, the, the writer is going to unpack that for us. We know that all things work together for good. Verse 28, those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Aren't you excited that in Christ, we all have a destiny to be like Christ? Whew. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Moreover, whom he predestined, he called, who he called, he justified, who he justified, he also glorified. Now catch 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now skip to verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can stop the will of my Father. Nothing. And in fact, he'll work in the middle of it to do some of the most beautiful, extraordinary things that we've ever seen in the midst of it. He looks at every single situation and goes, how can I leverage this for the good thing that I'm doing because nothing will change my mind. There's one thought that I want to leave you with right now. I, sh I shared, or I'm sorry, that I want to close with. I want to leave you with the thought of, one, am I motivated by fear or love? Two, I will think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. I will look at these things and I will speak and think from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven because here's what I want you to catch. You have real authority. Say that. I have real authority. Do it again just to write it down in your brain. I have real authority. What I speak matters. That I speak is essential. Let that sink down. You see, you and I have been charged with the authority of God to speak and think from the perspective of heaven so that heaven will be established on earth. We are called to bless and not to curse. We are called to declare rather than criticize. We are called to bind the strong man over our cities through the prophetic declaration of what God says about the city. My city is not becoming a darker, more wicked, more unsafe place. My city belongs to the Lord. There is a present battle for the soul of my city, but the Lord, he is God. No, you will not take my city, not on my watch, not when these great people gather together to declare the purposes and the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not on earth when heaven comes, but on earth as it is in heaven. Today give us our daily bread, that heaven would come to earth. You and I must speak to the mountains. We must speak to the circumstances. We must not take up the chorus and sing harmony to Satan's declarations over our cities. We must speak a countercultural message that all authority has been given to Jesus. Therefore, all would be saved that would turn to him. The declaration we have is that God desires that none should perish, but all should have eternal life. So when people come and say, it's all over, we say, not according to what God has said. 
He's working in the midst of this moment in this disruptive time. He's showing my heart and your heart. He's showing us the foolishness of philosophies. He's showing us the anemia, perhaps, of our own lives, but he is not done. He's calling back and purifying my heart and your heart so that we will think and speak from the perspective of heaven. And there's a great awakening on the way. He's calling us to pray like we haven't prayed, not out of fear, but out of love. What a great day to be alive. Amen? Stand to your feet. Let's pray together. And then let's go out and just keep sharing this good news. Amen? I want to say it one more time. Am I motivated by fear or love? Let's just say that again. Am I motivated by fear or love? And here's our declaration. I will think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. You will. You will. You will. Lord Jesus, we begin by thanking you that you won a complete victory on the cross and that all authority has been given to you. God, we thank you that as we've gathered today, the powers of darkness tremble because we've agreed and said, Lot, your will be done and your kingdom come on earth in Lane County, in Lynn County, in Oregon, in the United States, as it is in heaven and across the world, Lord, standing with our Iranian brothers specifically today. God, we praise you because as we have come and done these things, you are doing what only you can do. Father, in response to your scripture that we're to pray for all of those that are in authority, for all authority has been designated and delegated from you. Well, Father, those that need to not be leading anymore, Lord, we remind you of that. For those that are in positions of authority right now, I I specifically, Lord, you keep bringing to my mind our governor, Lord. I did not vote for her, Lord. However, she is my governor. And I bless you, Governor Brown. I bless you that God would give you wisdom. I bless you that you would continue to walk and be motivated by a desire to see the best for Oregon. And Lord, I pray for setting aside our our governor. I pray for Kate Brown. Lord, I pray that she would see, Lord, she's willing to endure criticisms and politics and insults and injustices and being unpopular and being popular and all of those things. She's willing to pay a price to serve in our state. Let her see the price you paid to save the world. And Lord, grant her repentance because your desire is that your daughter, whom you love, whom you gave your life for, though she may not know about you, that she would not perish. So we ask that you would grant her salvation, Lord, that you would call her and open the eyes of her understanding, that she would know you. And we praise you because you did that for us. Lord, let us go out of this place filled with a fresh perspective to discern between when we're motivated by fear or love and then, Lord, that we each would think and speak from the perspective of the kingdom of heaven. 
And if this body agrees with those prayers, then loudly say, so be it. Amen. You guys have a great week.